It's hard to believe, but this month marks 10 years since I published my first book, Overcoming Retroactive Jealousy, and since I started talking publicly about my own struggles with retroactive jealousy. I cannot believe it's been 10 years. It still sounds strange to me even saying that out loud, but I'm in kind of a unique position because there aren't a lot of people like me who are talking publicly about this issue of retroactive jealousy, and there are even less people who are talking about their own personal struggles with this issue. And in part to commemorate 10 years of working on this issue of retroactive jealousy, 10 years of being the retroactive jealousy guy, I figured many of you might be interested in what that's actually like day to day, what I've learned over the past 10 years. And so in today's video, that's exactly what I'm gonna talk about. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and since 2013, I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy and save their relationships. If you'd like more information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. It probably won't surprise many of you to learn that most people in the world have no idea what retroactive jealousy is. Most people have no idea that this affliction exists. It's relatively common, maybe not common, but more people than you might think struggle with this issue. And furthermore, even when they hear about this issue, most people cannot wrap their brains around being so bothered by a partner's past men and women alike. For many people, it's as simple as, you know, anything that happened before I met my partner is none of my business. I don't, I don't want to think about it. It's not important to me. And so many of these people cannot relate to the experience of retroactive jealousy whatsoever. So if I'm at a party, for example, and I'm dragged into a conversation with someone or I'm engaged in conversation with someone and they start asking me, you know, what do you do for a living? What are you interested in? That kind of thing. What do you do for work? I've learned to kind of keep my answers relatively brief usually and somewhat generalized. I usually say, oh, I'm a coach. You know, I, I work with people to improve their relationships, to improve their dating lives. I try to keep it relatively general because in the past, when I've talked about retroactive jealousy, often I've been met by blank stares. Again, people don't really get a handle on this issue. So when I'm out in public, when people ask me what I'm doing, it takes me a while to kind of open up to them in that sense, unless it's clear that they're genuinely interested in me and they genuinely are, you know, want to know what I'm up to, then of course I'll start talking about it. But you know, if I'm meeting someone at a party, I try to keep things relatively general because I've had so many of those conversations with people. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of blank stares and confused looks from people when I talk about retroactive jealousy. I'd also mention that, you know, this is 10 years that I've been coaching full-time on retroactive jealousy. I've learned to kind of keep my hours a little bit lower than I used to, my actual working hours every week, or should I say my actual coaching hours? I work all the time, but I don't do quite as much coaching as I used to because I got to a point where it was too much. I was being a little overwhelmed. It wasn't necessarily that the calls were taking an emotional toll on me or anything like that, but it's a lot, you know, when you get on a call with someone and there's a certain degree of trust already established because they've read my book. Maybe they've taken one of my courses. They watch my YouTube videos. They know that I get it. They know that I am one of the only people maybe who truly can understand what they're going through. And so on these calls, people open up to me. I'm continually blown away on coaching calls by how totally frank and open and transparent people are with me and how quick it is for me to build trust and rapport with people. It's something I'm very grateful for. Some of you may also be interested to know that over 10 years of doing this work, hearing the most intimate details of people's lives, hearing the most intimate details of their relationships, often hearing the most intimate details about their wife's past or their husband's past or their partner's past or whatever, this has not impacted my personal life at all. 
This has not made retroactive jealousy resurface in my personal life. This has not represented any triggers for me. I haven't had some nightmare, you know, return to the retroactive jealousy rabbit hole in my personal life. And I'm very grateful for that because I've thought about this before. If I ever felt like my work was inspiring me to go back down the retroactive jealousy rabbit hole, if I ever felt like my work was having a negative impact on my personal life, I would probably look for another line of work. But after 10 years, it's really not something that ever crosses my mind anymore. And I'm very happy to report that my work, this work right now, for example, does not take a toll on my personal life. In fact, learning more about relationships, connecting with people and hearing the lessons from their relationships has only really benefited my own life and certainly my personal development. And staying with the personal theme, I'd also say that when I first kind of came out as the retroactive jealousy guy, when I first put my real name on my book and my real face on YouTube and all these things, I still did have a certain degree of embarrassment or shame. And to this day, I, I regret some of the choices I made in my personal life many years ago. I regret the way that I treated a woman that I loved very deeply. You know, that hasn't gone away. But in terms of being someone who speaks openly about their experience of retroactive jealousy in the past, I'm not embarrassed at all. And most people I have found, when you do open up to them, when you do trust them with details about your own struggles or whatever, most people are generally pretty understanding, pretty supportive. Back when I first started this work, I was also concerned about the potential impact of this work on my personal life, in particular my dating life. I had this idea that for the rest of my life, every woman who I date is gonna go home from the date and Google me. <laughs> and she's gonna find you know, videos like this on YouTube and she's gonna find all this stuff about retroactive jealousy and she's gonna read my book. And I thought it might have a negative impact on my dating life, on my personal life. I'm very happy to tell you <laughs> after 10 years of doing this, that that has not been the case at all. I've told pretty much, I think I've told every woman I've dated, you know, at least any woman I've dated for a length of time, about my work, I've been very honest, I haven't tried to hide anything. And every single woman, without, without exception, has found the work interesting. Uh, they've never made me feel bad about the fact that I used to you know, struggle with this weird issue. They found you know, it kind of admirable the way that I've dealt with this issue and worked through and grown to start helping others with it. I won't go on and on, but the point is, for anyone watching this who's embarrassed, you really don't have to be. I think what's embarrassing, or at least potentially embarrassing, could be if you're struggling with something and maybe you're taking it out on someone else, someone you love, and you're not owning it. You're not doing anything about it. You're kind of remaining wedded to some kind of a victim mentality. I think that may be embarrassing, but I don't think it's embarrassing to struggle with a problem and then start looking for solutions and eventually get a handle on that problem. I think that's actually the opposite of embarrassing. On that note, I'll tell you a quick story. I've told this on podcast interviews and other places, but Maybe you'll find it interesting in case you haven't heard it. Not long after I put my real name on my guidebook and I started putting my face on YouTube and all this stuff, I was having dinner with a woman I used to date. Now she was totally just a friend at this point. There was no lingering connection whatsoever. We were genuinely friends. And I was opening up to her about my own concerns, about putting my own name and face on this retroactive jealousy stuff. I told her exactly what I just told you, that I'm worried that every woman I date for the rest of my life is gonna Google me and yada, yada, yada. And she looked at me, looked me straight in the eye and said, Zach, the book is called Overcoming Retroactive Jealousy. And immediately I got it. I understood what she was trying to tell me. She was trying to tell me that the fact that I struggled with retroactive jealousy is not necessarily embarrassing or shameful or anything else. 
And the fact that I actually overcame it and I'm owning it and I'm you know, not ashamed or whatever, that's actually fine. That's actually a good thing. The book is not called Struggling with Retroactive Jealousy Forever and Taking No Action. That would be kind of an embarrassing book to write, in my opinion. The book is called Overcoming Retroactive Jealousy, so I'm sure you also get the implication there. And that moment meant a lot to me. That simple moment really helped me let go of any lingering embarrassment or shame that I might still be holding on to. So in conclusion, I am still to this day, after 10 years, very happy being the Retroactive Jealousy guy. I find my work incredibly rewarding, incredibly motivating, humbling, educational. I really love what I do. My enthusiasm for helping people work through this issue has not waned a bit. Of course, I have difficult days sometimes and I have challenges like everyone else, but at the end of the day, I love what I do. I feel incredibly privileged to be doing it. And if you would like to connect with me and become another one of my retroactive jealousy success stories, I would absolutely love that. You can find all the details about signing up for coaching with me or otherwise engaging in my work if you click a link in the description of this video. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.